I'm glad you're with us tonight. Open your King James Bible, please, to the book of John, the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter number 21. I'll read out loud if you'll follow along with me silently, but we will read this together. John chapter 21, verse number 1 through verse number 3. John 21, verse number 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel, of, Gal uh, Cain of Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, these are the sons of thunder, and two other disciples. So let me see, that'd be Simon, Thomas, Nathaniel, two sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. So we're talking about seven, seven of them here. And then look what it says in verse number three. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. And they said unto him, we also go with thee. I want you to turn to Proverbs, yeah, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter number 18. Proverbs chapter number 18 and verse number 14. Proverbs 18 and verse number 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Listen to what it's saying. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear it. Father, thank you for the Bible. Lord, you know what I have thought about, what I have prayed about, what I have reviewed probably 15, 20 times over the past week up until this very time. I ask you to please, not for my sake, but the sake of your people, that they will understand what's trying to be said tonight, that it'll make sense and encourage them and help them like you would want us to be encouraged and helped. Bless the folks tonight. Thank you for everything you've allowed us to be a part of today. Watch over us now tonight in this church service. May it honor and glorify you. In Christ's name we pray these things. Amen. You may be seated. John chapter number 21. John chapter number 21. I want you to look at verse number three. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. Why did Peter make that statement? Why did Peter say, I go a fishing? He had seen the empty tomb. He saw the resurrected Lord, and yet he said, I go a fishing. Had he seen the empty tomb where our Savior was? In John chapter 20, you're almost there. Look at verse number 19. John chapter 20 and verse number 19. And the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut. Now, you know what's happening here. They were hiding after the Lord had been uh, buried, crucified and buried. And so they were all hiding. They locked the doors and are all on the inside. Now, watch what happens while they're in there. When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembling for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Now, we understand that Jesus just appeared in the middle of them. 
they were all there. Peter was there. Peter saw this. All those people there, they all saw all these things going on. We find out Peter had seen the resurrected Lord when he and the others for fear were hiding in the room. They saw him, the resurrected Lord. He was there when the Lord said unto Thomas, Thomas, reach hither thy finger into my hand and thrust thy hand into my side. He said, go ahead, it's me. Peter was there. And then the Lord told Thomas, he, Thomas said in return to the Lord, my Lord and my God. Peter was there. Peter heard all of this, and yet we come to find out in John chapter 21 in verse number 1, Peter was there through all of this, yet in verse number 3, Peter says, I go a-fishing. Why? Why did Peter say, I go a-fishing? Why was it? If it was proof Peter needed, how much proof does a person need? How much proof does a person need? The proof wasn't the problem. Follow me. It was, if it was encouragement that he needed, Jesus Christ himself said it to Peter in his presence, be not faithless, only believing. So he told him. If that's what it was, he needed encouragement. He had all the encouragement that he needed. If he needed the proof, Peter had proof that he needed. Maybe it was that Peter wanted to see like the Lord had done so many miracles before his death. Maybe Peter wanted to see something like that again. Maybe Peter wanted to see some sign. But go to John chapter 20 and verse number 30. John chapter 20 and verse number 30 and 31. This was not the problem either. Look at verse number 30. And many other signs, now this is after the resurrection, truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and have believing you might have life through his name. So this isn't the problem. This isn't the problem either. Then I have a question for you. Why did Peter, with what he saw, what he heard, what he experienced, what he believed, everything that took place in his presence, why did he say, I go fishing? What would cause a Christian who had been washed in the precious blood of Christ, all sins, past, present, and future have been forgiven, I follow the picture, name written in the Lamb's book of life, it's pretty good stuff, eternal security sealed by the Holy Spirit and by the word of promise. Good is done. Promised a home in heaven, never have a worry of hell. What would cause a Christian to walk out on Jesus Christ? What would cause this kind of a thing? Walking away from serving the Lord and going fishing, if you would. What would cause such a thing? What would cause a person with all of that going on and then much more for Peter, the things he saw, the things that he was present in, the resurrected Savior himself, he saw all. What would make a person say, I am going fishing, I'm leaving. I'm going back to what I used to do. You remember before Peter got saved, what was, his, what was it that he did? He was a fisherman. Listen very carefully. If we were to go back to the events in Peter's life that led up to this statement, I think we'll find out why Peter made that statement. So you need to follow me. Peter, just as any good Christian, I think, determined to live for the Lord and always be faithful. You say, how do you know that? Well, even on the night when Jesus said, you're going to deny me, he said, I won't. I'll die for you. See, Peter had the determination, so that wasn't the problem. Peter has wanted to serve his Savior faultless. I mean, he wanted to do it all right. I think every born-again Christian starts off wanting to be that way. And Peter, just as you and I, meant what he said. But just as you and I, Peter did not know the future. 
just as you and I, Peter did not know the future. One night, when tired, pressured by a worldly crowd, seeing his Savior taken from a place of prayer, over against the world's fire, trying to warm himself to find out what was going on, with all these things going on in his life, when Peter probably should have been praying. Remember, he was sleeping in the garden. He wasn't preparing himself what the Lord tried to warn him about. He wasn't doing that. Listen to me, Christian. We come to find out with all this going on, a series of events that had just happened, which led to Peter to feel as though there was no need to go on. What caused him to do that? What would cause Peter to say to himself, and to others, by the way, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I am going to go fishing. Peter cowered that night. You know the story? Bold Peter that was not embarrassed or backward at all about speaking his mind on what he thought was right or wrong. We come to find out he cowered, he denied the Lord, he cursed, he swore, and Jesus knew it, and Peter knew that Jesus knew it. In Luke chapter 22 and verse number 61, the Bible said, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. You do remember this story, correct? How the Lord tried to tell Peter, look at me, Christian, the Lord tried to tell Peter what was going to happen to him. What was going to happen to him? This is God talking to us. Jesus was there actually talking to Peter and said, Peter, listen to me, before the night is over with, you're going to deny me. Peter looked right at him and said, not going to happen. I'll die for you. Jesus said, Peter, it's going to happen tonight. So in verse number 61 of Luke 22, and the Lord turned when Peter finally did this, and their eyes met. And he looked at Peter. And the Bible says in verse number 62, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. He just got through cursing, swearing, denying he was a Christian, and saying, I do not know that man. And as soon as he said that, he looked and their eyes met. Can you imagine? You just did absolutely wrong. Sinful. Terrible. And then after all that, their eyes met. And the Bible said that he went out and wept bitterly. He didn't just cry. It was breaking his heart. He couldn't believe it. See, the thing is, Peter had all intentions of standing strong for Jesus Christ and standing, if I have to die and go to the cross with you, that's what I'm going to do. But Peter didn't understand, just like we don't understand. We start off assuming we will always stand for God, we'll never falter, we'll never change direction. Peter felt that somehow when all this was done, I let the Lord down. I can't believe this. I let him down. There he was. I was right there trying to keep an eye on things, and I let him down. Everybody else went away, but there I was within eye shot of Jesus Christ, and he heard me, and he saw me turn him down. Peter felt as though he let the Lord down. Peter thought, I failed. I have sinned. I quit when others need me. You ever do that? You ever feel that way? I quit. I eased up. When other people needed me, I let folks down. I let God down. I let God down. You ever felt that way? I brought disgrace to my family's name, and I brought disgrace to the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know what Peter thought, but I do know this much. 
as soon as their eyes met, he said, I got to get out of here. And he ran off into the night. There's no reason for me, Peter thought, to continue to following Jesus. I've sinned. I've sinned. There's no sense in me going on. I let him down. I'm sure he doesn't think well of me at all. Look what I just did. He saw me, and yet, look what I did. He'll never use me again. I've blown it. I mean, I fumbled the ball. It's over with. There's no sense being in the game anymore. There's no sense following Jesus Christ anymore. Why should God ever use me again? I failed. I have failed. Why should God ever use me again? I have failed. I brought reproach upon his name. Listen very carefully. If God looked at Peter that way, then God would look at all of us that way. And all of us might as well just go fishing. Because if what I just stated was true, then every one of us ought to just hang it up and go fishing. If we ever mess up what we're saying then, if we ever mess up too badly, we might as well just give up and give in, call it a day. If we ever mess up too badly. Now I'm talking to a lot of you in this room and I know that I am. How can God ever use me again after I've sinned? How how, is this even possible? We might as well just fade back into our social life, go back to our old job, go back to the way we used to live and call it a day because God will never use us again. We let him down. We sinned against God. What are we going to do? Just exist, you know, go back to your old job. You know, get up in the morning, go to work, come back at night, watch some TV, go to bed, get up in the morning, do the whole thing over and over again until life is finally done. Is this what we're going to Remember, Peter went back to his old job. Peter did not go back into deep sin. Peter did not go back and just chuck it all in and do it. Peter simply said, I'm going to go fishing. That's what he used to do. Do you know how many of our brothers and sisters are now back out in the world just doing their job, just running through the motions? Do you know why? They let God down. They embarrassed God. They they, they hurt the cause of Christ. This is the way that they feel about things. And so if you would, they basically said, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to my old job. I'm going to go back to what I used to do. I'm calling it quit. I mean, how would God ever use me again? I sinned. I let him down. I let other people down. What am I supposed to do? You drop your dreams. You simply say to yourself, there's no sense going on. It's over with. It's all over with. Live a life of guilt and sorrow and pity and emptiness. I guess that's just the way it is from now on. I let the Lord down. I might as well just go off, go back to a job, go on and decide. I can't be what I wanted to be, so there's no use trying anymore. Listen carefully. Because you finally proved to yourself what God's word already knew and said to you, you're a sinner. It's finally dawned on you. Remember what Peter said? Peter, before the night's over with you, you'll you'll deny me. No, I won't. Peter wasn't going to admit this. Peter was not going to agree with God that God said you are a sinner and you will let me down. You will. You'll let yourself. You're going to sin, Peter. Peter said, I don't believe that. I will not believe that. So when we finally sin, it's hard for us to swallow that pill even though God the whole time told you ahead of time for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you say you have not, you make him a liar. So I guess if I'm not perfect, I might as well just... Go fishing. I might as well just call it quits. 
You see what happened is now that your pride has been revealed. You think what God, that he was only using you because what? You were close to perfect? I don't grin and laugh about that. No. Then how come when a brother or sister falls into sin, we're done? There's no place around here for people that are less than, 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 than perfect. Well, not perfect, but you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. And Jesus does, and Jesus does not know what you mean. And now he has found out that you're not perfect. So you might as well give up, right? You might as well just, let's just go back fishing. Let's just go back to what we used to do. Let's just pick up our job and try our best to exist. If this is true, then let's all just go fishing. Why did Peter make that statement? Out of everything he saw, everything he experienced, everything that he heard, everything that he was a part of, why would he make such a statement? It wasn't that he needed more proof. It wasn't that he needed to see another miracle or God do something extraordinary. That was not the problem at all. It wasn't that he needed more encouragement. God gave all that to him he could handle. The problem was Peter let Peter down. Peter could not believe that he would ever do such a thing. Peter did not believe that he would sin against the Lord like most of the people in this room. But like most of the people in this room you have. You don't know what to do. Because we've all failed. We've all faltered. We've all sinned and all those are proper. You have, I don't care who you are, I'll look you dead in the eye and, and tell you you have, and you can look as confused as all get out, but the fact of the matter is you're like Peter, you have way too much pride. But for some of you, it's been years since you've sinned. And by the way, just to ease your mind, there's not a single person in this room or any church that has not sinned, faltered, or felt as though I let God down. I can't believe it. I, I, I didn't want to. I, I don't know why I did that. But you did. In 1 John chapter number 1, go there please. 1 John chapter number 1 up by Revelation. 1 John chapter number 1. Look at verse number 8. 1 John chapter number 1 verse number 8. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him. That's not it. Oh, come on. First John. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in. Nope, that's not it. Am I the right place? Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. The Bible says in verse number nine. I'm looking for if we say we have no sin. Oh, I'm reading chapter two. Good grief. Thank you. What an encouragement you turned out to be. If we say we have no sin, boy, are we deceiving ourselves. Peter, intention was good. You had a zeal, but it wasn't according to knowledge. 
You had all the zeal. I will never, I will always. I remember being in a revival with my brother. And at the end, they used to say, does anybody have a testimony? And I mean, it was a great service. Of course, I was a young Christian. That's kind of relative, you know. And I said, uh, I, I just told him what was on my heart. I will never let the Lord down. I will always be faithful to God. I, from this point on, have all intentions of doing everything right. Zeal was good. Knowledge was bad. I have let the Lord down often. If you would. Wait a minute. I let the Lord down. Hmm. So the Bible says in verse number 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. That sounds like sin in itself, doesn't it? What hurts us so badly is we really wanted to live for the Lord and never fail him. And that's true. I didn't want to let the Lord down. I did not want to fail the Lord any more than you did, any more than Peter did. So my intention was way up here. My desire was way up here. It was close to perfection. I was going to do it all right. I was never going to let him down. I will never falter. I will never give in. You didn't let Jesus down. Listen to me. You did not let Jesus down. He knew what you were getting ready to do. He already told Peter ahead of time. Peter, you're going to know. It didn't shock the Lord. The Lord even told him ahead of time what he was going to do. See, we just don't want to believe it. We just don't want to believe that we would sin on purpose. Peter stood right there three times in a row. It wasn't like one, oops, can't believe I said that. What are you going to do that, three times? Oops, oops, oops. He did it three times. He cursed, he swore, and said, I do not know the Lord. Like Peter, we really don't believe when Jesus said, you're going to deny me for the night's over. I don't believe that. The Lord said, you're going to sin. We don't believe that. Jesus said, if you don't agree with me, you're deceiving yourself. Peter, you're deceiving yourself. You actually believe from the time you met Jesus till the time he calls you home, you're going to do everything right and never falter, never sin. Look at me, Christian, never going to happen. But the reason most give up is not really what Jesus may be thinking of us. But what we think of us when we fail. Jesus already knew. It didn't shock him, didn't catch him off guard. It wasn't Jesus standing over here and said, what are you doing? I can't believe you did that. I, I'm shocked. Why are you doing No, Jesus didn't do that. That's what Peter did. Jesus looked at him with truth and I think pity, not disbelief. He already knew. He told him ahead of time, you're going to. I think he hurt for Peter. Because though your intention may be never to let the Lord down, the Lord knows you will. Not let the Lord down. He already knew. You know what it is? We set our standards so high. We actually believe. Please forgive me for saying this. We are going to do it all right all of our life. Most have too much pride in our stand for our Savior. We cannot continue when we have failed because we have let us down. It wasn't the Lord you let down. Whatever you're guilty of, you did not let him down. Whatever you did, you did not let him down. You know why it hurts so bad? Your desire was good, but your pride is saying, I can't believe I didn't do this right. We have disappointed us. 
We can't believe we would ever do that. We wouldn't use someone else who did what I did, so why would God use me? Let's just all go fishing. Because we're all as guilty as Peter. Because if you've been a Christian for very long, you know that you have faltered or sinned or failed in one area or another, if not a lot of them. And if God only uses perfect Christians, this church should be empty. May I say it again? If God only uses those who never sin, this church would be empty. And the Lord told you ahead of time you're going to sin. He told you that. So what bothers us more than anything else is that we let us down. We blame the Lord. I've disappointed the Lord. You didn't disappoint the Lord. He already knew. Peter, I'm telling you, before tonight's over with, this is what you're going to do. I will not. And then Peter looked at him when their eyes met and just broke his heart. He had to run out crying. I can't believe I did that. Why not? Jesus told you you're going to. Christian, listen to me. Quiet, listen to me. If you have to do that, then all of us need to do that. You listen to me carefully. God doesn't use just perfect people. You know why? He wouldn't have anybody to use. God saved you when you were a sinner. Now that you're his child, you think he's going to disown you because you're not perfect? Peter, what was going on in your head? I know what was going on in his head. Peter couldn't believe that Peter let Peter down. I can't believe I finally proved to God what he told me I was going to do. Let's just all go fishing. So preacher, preacher, you don't know what I'm guilty of. No, but Jesus does. And so do you. Preacher, I, I, I denied I was a Christian. Just last night I denied that. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. It's not Jesus. It's us. Preacher, I've been divorced. I, I can't believe that would ever happen. I had a baby out of wedlock, preacher. I, 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 I can't believe I, I let that happen. I drank again after I got saved. I've been molested, or I have molested. I've watched X-rated movies. I let a boy touch me or men have their way with me as I got older. I ran away from home, preacher. I've had an abortion. I've gossiped about the preacher and about this church. I've lusted after someone else in our church. Yes, all of that's sin. And no, you shouldn't have. And though God may have specifically not said each one of those, he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then he told us what Peter, don't run from me, you run to me, Peter. And is this not what he tells us to do? 
It's not God that's surprised by your sin. It's not God that was fooled by you not being perfect. God did not throw up and say, I don't believe this. Look what you've done. God said, I already know you're going to. Now, I, I, I don't want you to, but I know you're going to. It wasn't Jesus that said, well, you might as well find another profession, Peter, because you sinned. I think this is what promoted Peter to say, I go fishing. I'm telling you right now, God still wants to use you. How about that? In John chapter number 21, it was Jesus that come looking for Peter. It wasn't Peter come crawling back to Jesus. By the way, he's searching for you too. You say, I'm in church. Uh, not about church, your relationship with him. Some of you will not get involved in the work because you don't feel as though you've earned the right. You remember this story in John 21, 15 through 21. Jesus needed to get Peter back in the work. Now we're going to find out what was going on in the background. Watch very carefully. Jesus said, I'm getting ready to fix dinner. I need all the disciples. Remember, there were six or seven of them that were gone. Isn't it amazing? He only calls Peter out. You ever get that feeling like, man, he must just tell my name. Okay, I will. You say, well, I don't think that's right. Jesus did it with Peter. Peter said, I go fish and took other people with him. Felt as though I might as well go back to my old job because I blew it. There's a lot of people on your job and out in this world that feels that way. Well, I, I, I didn't do good as a Christian. I know, that's why Jesus saved you. So he goes and says, get the disciples, bring him here, and oh yes, bring Peter. Can you imagine how Peter must have felt? He asked for me. Yeah, Peter. You're one of his, he asked for you. What's, what's he going to do? Said something about fixing breakfast for everybody or dinner. So he shows up. Can you imagine they got this crowd sitting there and Jesus fixing food? I bet the conversation is pretty quiet because over half of them went back to their old jobs. Their Savior rose from the dead and now is fixing them dinner and said, I need to talk to everybody. Trouble is, he only called out Peter again. You remember the story? Do you remember the story? Do you know what this was all about? When you sin, when you have crushed your own heart, when basically you can't believe you're not perfect, do you know what the remedy is for what you're going through? Do you love the Lord? That's the problem. Peter did love the Lord. He really did. I think Peter is like David when the Bible said David was a man after my own heart, you've got to be kidding me. David committed adultery. His first child died because of uh, uh, being with a woman that he wasn't married to. Then he committed murder. He almost split the kingdom before he was the king anymore. I mean, are you kidding me? And Jesus said, David is a man after my own heart. What do you mean by that? I think the same thing with Peter. Peter, if I were to judge you just by your intentions and how you really feel about me, you love me, Peter. I know it doesn't always show that, but you're like, is that the way you feel about the Lord? You blow it? You mess it up? You say the wrong things? 
you do the wrong things, you act the wrong way, but if Jesus called you to breakfast and looked at you and say, can I ask you a question? Do you still love me? Everybody in this room with tears and a broken heart would say, yes, Lord, I do love you. I do love you. Don't read that. Well, in the Greek, it's talking about the people that, forget all that. The major thing he was concerned about was, Peter, I need to know something from you. I know what you did. I know why you left. I know you went back to your old job. I want to know something from you, Peter. You still love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Could you imagine him trying to answer that first time? Can you imagine that? Probably got real quiet. Everybody just kind of sat there. Peter's head was probably hung down a little bit. Hey, uh, Peter. Yes, sir. Peter, you love me? Yes, I love you. Okay. I need you to get busy, Peter. If you love me, we, we need to get back over there, okay? Got real quiet again. You know the rest of the story. Peter. Jesus, you know everything. You know that I love you. Is that what he said? You know that I love you. Jesus could have said, Peter, I'm not leaving. Now let's get busy. See, the problem is you ran from the Lord instead of to the Lord. And here's the Lord even tonight calling you to himself over again. See, you're holding yourself at arm's length because you let you down. You can't believe, and your own pride set you up for that fall. You deceived yourself into believing, I can do it all right, and I will. Nothing wrong with that desire. It just can't be done. It just can't be done. Look at me. Oh, Pharisees. Oh, I don't like Pharisees at all. If you look at me any longer, like you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm going to come unglued. You have sinned. And we're just praying and hoping nobody finds out some of the stuff that we've done. Amen. Amen. And I don't blame you. But Jesus already knew. And here's what he wants to know. I know what you did. Remember when our eyes met? I was there. I watched what you said. I saw the way you acted. I was there. Peter wanted to know something from you. You thought it was over. You went back to your old job. It's over. I might as well just go back fishing again. Want to know something from you? Yes, sir. Do you love me? Yeah. God, I love you, brother. That's what I need to know. What are you going to do? Did God ever use him again? What a silly using you again, isn't he? But some of you could be used more. You keep holding back. Like you're on probation. Like if you step out of line too much more, it's over with. God's going to kick. God, would you please? You're his child. Peter, I love you. I knew you were going to do this. I tried to tell you, Peter, listen to me. Well, God wants to know. Do you still love me? Let's 
get busy people without love to do it. See, the reason some are not involved in the work, you're still questioning whether Jesus loves you after what you did. And Jesus said, that's not the problem. I want to know if you still love me. Then if you have, let's get busy again. But see, here's what happened here. You see, did God use Peter again? Are you kidding me? Day of Pentecost, remember that one. He turned into a gospel preacher, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay. You keep beating yourself to the ground with guilt and shame and embarrassment. Well, I'll never be used. This can't happen again. You listen to me. Whether there's restrictions on you or not, it's not God. It's mankind that does that. And sometimes we have no choice. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus wants to know one thing from you. Do you still love me? If you still love me, then get busy for me is what you want to do. 3,000 people got saved. I've never had a day like that. I've been serving the Lord 51 years. Maybe I need to go fishing, come back, who knows. He was the apostle to the Jews. The apostle to the Jews. Wrote First, Second Peter. You ever read those books? Pretty good. Hey, you that failed the Lord. Get in here and get busy. If God was done with you, you'd be dead. It's you holding you back. Just like you couldn't believe you sinned, now you are holding you back. It's not Jesus holding you at arm's length. He said, come unto me. You that live in guilt, embarrassment, and shame. had to say it out loud, would you say it out loud? Jesus, you know everything. Yeah, he does. Then get involved in the ministry. In something. Start working for your Savior who loves you. Start working for your Savior who loves you. Faith without works is dead. You talk about it all you want to. Quit living in all that guilt and shame and embarrassment. You have inflicted upon yourself with a wound you can't bear. It's not Jesus that did that. We're doing that to ourselves. If you'll ask for forgiveness, sin is sin. Sin is not forgotten. Sin is not swept under the rug. Sin is, that's why you have to come to Jesus. When you bow your head in all honesty and look at him and you confess, one thing you'll say over and over again and you won't believe it. Jesus, I do love you. And like an older brother or father who knows it all, I love you. Come in. It's you holding you back. It's you that don't believe that you failed. You'll come clean with God. You'll have to. If you'll quit running and take a stand, face it. Just face it. I'm not saying tell everybody everything you did, but just face it. You and Christ, face it. Jesus, you know, you saw me. You were there that night as I stood by the fire and I cursed your name and I told everybody, I don't know that man. And I can't believe that very night. You saw me. You heard me. I took off running. You'll have a better spirit and you'll be able to pull through that infirmity. But because your spirit has been wounded, you can't overcome. Turn, if you would, please, to Proverbs chapter number 18, our other text verse. Proverbs chapter number 18. 
now this may make sense to you now that I'll read it to you and try to explain a little bit. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 14. The spirit of a man will sustain him. If you have a great spirit, if your spirit is the way it should be, it will sustain you through your infirmities. You'll be okay. However, but a wounded spirit, that's what Peter had. Peter's spirit had been wounded. He couldn't bear what he was going through. Having a right spirit, a good attitude, a clean conscience will get you through your infirmities. It will. It'll get you through. Get you through the troubled times, the disappointment time, the heartache times. It'll get you through if your spirit is right, if your conscience is right. But if you allow you to beat you down, if you allow you to keep that hurt alive inside of you, if you allow you to stay buried, if you allow you to keep you from serving the Lord again, that wounded spirit will always cause you to never work for the Lord again. If failing the Lord means you must give up, let's all go fishing. Let's just go back to what we used to know, whatever that may be. Understand, Peter didn't go off into deep sin. He didn't go back drinking and he didn't go back pouring around. He didn't do it, taking drugs. Peter didn't do that. You know what he did? Went back to his old job. Why? New and didn't work out. I'm going to go back. And Jesus said, Peter, you love me? You know, the Bible said David was a man after God's own heart. I think if God, God said that about David. David didn't say that about him to God. Often I've looked at the Lord and told him the same thing. But you know I love you. And it's almost like a loving father who caught his son and said, I know you too. I know you too. Jesus isn't mad at you. He loves you. He died for you. You let you down. You hurt you. You didn't disappoint the Lord. He already told you it was going to happen. We have too much pride. Let's just all go fishing. Jesus is calling you today. Some of you, you're, you're living with such tremendous pressure in your life. Guilt, shame, embarrassment. You have nobody to talk to. Who, who are you going to talk to about it? You keep it all balled up inside. Let me tell you something right now. Jesus already looked at you eyeball to eyeball. And not because he was mad, not because he's upset, not because he's going to chastise you, as if to say, I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. So when he calls you now, what he wants to know is this. You ready? Do you still love me? All I want to know, do you love me? That's a, by the way, that's the only thing he asked Peter. He didn't ask him anything else. And Peter was such a leader, he just assumed if Peter got busy, the rest of the guys would follow him again. Who's following you? Dad, mom, living in bitterness and hatred and hurt because somebody let you down or you let you down. Things didn't turn out according to your dream. Happens to everybody. Happens to everybody. Jesus told you. The problem now is a love problem. You need to confess to the Lord, Jesus, you know I love you. Let's get this thing cleaned up and let's get busy for you.
Let's bow our heads in a little prayer. Father, 